Darwin on life. Man and dog at the dawn of a new age. Hello there, Trailer Park here, the host of Darwin on Life. Darwin will be joining us shortly. He's still licking his wounds from our pickleball game with my sister Sarah and her dog Fluffy. When I say licking his wounds, I mean that both literally and figuratively. He lunged for a ball in the backcourt and landed awkwardly, scraping his left front paw. He's also upset because Fluffy is a much better pickleball player than he is. Their team beat us in five straight games. I think Darwin may have exaggerated the extent of his injury just so we could stop playing. Oh, here he comes now. Say, Darwin, that was quite the match, wouldn't you say? I don't want to talk about it. How's your paw? Is it still bleeding? No, I licked it clean. There's nothing better for a wound than a little dog spittle. That's good. Still, I'll take a look at it after the podcast. I have some antiseptic cream that might help prevent an infection. I doubt Big Pharma has come up with anything more effective than dog drool. I just need to stay off that paw for a few weeks, so don't be surprised to see me limping around for a while. Gosh, that's a shame. Sarah and Fluffy invited us for a rematch this weekend. I was hoping we could practice a bit and maybe give them a more competitive game. But if you're not up for it, I understand. Oh, I'm up for it, all right. It's just that it's important to be sure the injury is completely healed before returning to competition. Just look at Tiger Woods. He would probably have three more majors under his belt if he hadn't tried to play golf again so soon after his back surgery. Well, I'm glad you'll be looking after yourself. I thought maybe you were afraid that Fluffy would show you up again. She has a pretty amazing backhand shot. Or should I call it a back-mouth shot, since she holds the paddle with her teeth? Yes, she did take a few lucky swipes at the ball. I purposely wasn't playing my A-game until I had a chance to assess her skills. Pickleball is supposed to be a fun social game, so I didn't want to discourage her by blowing all my shots past her. That's funny. It looked to me like you blew quite a few of your shots. Hey, calm down. I was just teasing. Thank goodness I turned off the translation app. I had a feeling you would use some salty language in response to my comment. Tell you what, there are a lot of pickleball instructional videos on YouTube. Let's take a look at some of them to get some pointers. Once your paw heals, we can head back to the court and do some practice sessions on our own. I have to admit, the game is trickier than I anticipated. I'm sure with a little practice, we will be able to hold our own against Sarah and Fluffy. What do you say? Actually, that's not a bad idea. I thought the game would be mostly strategy, which would have given us an advantage given our superior intellects. But I see now that it is important to master the basic shots. Do I detect a bit of a sexist attitude there? Superior intellects? Actually, I was including you just to be polite. I think we have established that beagles really stand out in the cognition department. Whatever. Anyway, pickleball will be more fun once the weather warms up. Right now, I want to set aside time to watch the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl. That will keep me occupied for the next few weekends. How about you? Are you a football fan? 
Sure, I like football, especially when I can watch it at my sitters, Shirley and Laverne's house. They serve these football-shaped dog treats that taste like peanut butter, and they are scrumptious. They also have some rubber footballs that they throw around the yard for the dogs to catch. As you know, I'm not much for playing fetch, but we turn it into a contest by seeing who can get to the football first. I don't mean to brag, but the other dogs refer to me as Stefan Dog for my skills as a wide receiver. Stefan Dog? Oh, I get it. Like Stefan Diggs for the Buffalo Bills. Are the Bills your favorite NFL team? I don't really have a favorite. I am a little upset that no NFL team has had the good sense to name themselves after a dog. I mean, you have a whole flock of birds, eagles, falcons, seahawks, cardinals, and ravens, and way too many cats, jaguars, lions, panthers, and bengals. I was excited when the Washington team changed their name to the commanders because I thought they were named for Joe Biden's dog. Then I found out the name was meant to highlight Washington's connection to the military. That was quite a letdown. Now that you mention it, considering how popular dogs are, it is a little strange that no team has chosen a dog name. I suppose you would like to see a team call themselves the Beagles, right? Like the Boise Beagles or the Brooklyn Beagles. Alliterative team names are quite popular. Well, those names do have a lovely ring to them. But beagles are known more for their intelligence and sophistication than their aggressiveness. I would certainly understand if a team preferred to choose the name of a breed that highlighted how tough they are. Since Pittsburgh isn't really much of a steel town anymore, their team could change their name from the Steelers to the Pit Bulls. The Pittsburgh Pit Bulls. That rolls off the tongue nicely and should strike fear in the hearts of their opponents. Or maybe now that Donald Trump has shanghaied the word patriot to mean someone who attacked the Capitol, New England might want to change their name to the Rottweilers. They could have helmets with a snarling Rottweiler on them. Do you think any opposing team would want to line up against them? We should contact the new United Football League to give them some suggestions. None of the first eight teams have dog names, but I suspect the league will grow if it has any success. I have an even better idea. How about if we start the Canine Football League, or CFL? It would be the first all-animal sports league. I'm sure it would be extremely popular. We could get a lot of big corporate sponsors like Purina and Chewy. I'm sure the networks would bid up the rights to broadcast our games. We could make a fortune. Not to rain on your parade, but I foresee a few problems with your grand scheme. I'm sure you do, Debbie Downer. What problems do you foresee? Well, to start with, you probably don't want to call it the CFL because people will confuse that with the Canadian Football League. Oh, right. All 17 of their fans might get confused. Fine. We'll call it the DFL for Dog Football League. That's better anyway. We don't want any wolves or dingoes to think they might be eligible. What do you have against wolves and dingoes? Nothing. They are perfectly fine species. It's just that they are, shall we say, undomesticated. I don't think we can trust them to follow the rules, especially the rule against eating members of the opposing team. I mean, would you want gorillas and orangutans playing in the NFL? I guess you're right. 
But how can dogs even play football? There's no way a dog quarterback could throw a forward pass, and I can't imagine a dog place kicker sending a field goal through the uprights. Obviously, we would have to modify the rules. You know, back in the old days, there was no forward pass in football. We would be returning football to its roots. We could also lower the bar of the goalposts so that a dog could kick the ball over it. If you haven't figured it out by now, we dogs are pretty capable of adapting human inventions to meet our unique skill sets. You mean like how you adapt furniture legs to be chew toys? Or how you adapt tennis shoes to be chew toys? Or how you adapt practically everything in the house to be a chew toy? Do I detect a hint of bitterness in that comment? Chewing is a natural behavior for dogs. Puppies chew to relieve the pain of teething. All dogs chew when they are bored or stressed. If you humans want to keep us dogs as companions, you just need to ensure that we have a steady supply of acceptable chew toys. Thanks for the advice. Okay, one more concern. You say you want to name the teams after dog breeds, but will you require each team to consist entirely of dogs of that breed? Wouldn't that give some teams an unfair advantage? I mean, wouldn't the Green Bay Great Danes be a sure bet against the Denver Dachshunds? Don't be so sure. Dachshunds make for pretty cagey running backs. They can run right between the legs of taller breeds. But don't forget, dog breed names are purely human inventions. We dogs see each other as equals, all members of the canine brotherhood. We would use the breed names just as marketing tools to get more humans to watch the games. We would, of course, draft players based on their individual talents without regard to breed. Heck, most of the players wouldn't even be identifiable as a specific breed. Some of the best football players I know are mutts, and mutt is not a pejorative among us dogs. Well, Darwin, as always, you have given me a lot to think about. Maybe I can talk to some of the other folks at the dog park about setting up a dog football league there as a proof of concept. You can work with your dog friends to come up with some adaptations to the rules. Right now, however, I am going to grab a beer and get ready for the next NFL playoff game. Thanks to our audience for tuning in. Have a great week and please keep an eye out for the next episode of Darwin on Life. Goodbye. On Wisconsin, on Wisconsin, plunge right through that line. Run the ball clear down the field, a touchdown sure this time.